0: episode, I'm going to share with you my own journey of worthiness, of rebuilding my self esteem, and really coming to understand how to heal this wound of not feeling good enough. And It's been something that I've been initiated into. It feels like everything that I've gone through in my life has initiated me into owning my worth, my value, and my wholeness and completeness. When I started all of this back in 2013... I had no idea what I was stepping into or getting myself into because it was just a desire that I had to start showing up and sharing online what I was learning and how I was growing and evolving as a person. And my whole business journey has been this initiation of me owning my worth. Entrepreneurship is not something I set out to do. It was not something that was like a goal or an intention or a purpose of mine. It, it, it was something that organically evolved as I continue to just show up and Do what was being asked of me, what I felt guided, inspired, excited, and uncomfortable to do. Because I know that every single time something, if something makes me uncomfortable, it creates a lot of discomfort in me. I know that is the thing I need to do. There was this line that I heard many, many years ago, I'm not sure from who. But it says, where there is resistance, there is the way. And whatever I was resisting doing, which was putting myself out there, making myself seen and heard, it made me so uncomfortable. And like, I know like that feeling is like, as if like, I was going to get sick. And like, my stomach is like turning inside out. And there's a giant boulder on my chest. That feeling of uncomfortableness was my guide. It was showing me this is exactly what I need to do. This thing that I feel guided, called, inspired to do is initiating me into something. And looking back at it now, it was like it was initiating me into my worthiness. This whole initiation thing, I've learned from Pilar Lesko. I have an episode with her. She's pure magic. Go check out that episode. But there was something she shared, I don't know where, on a newsletter, her Instagram. I'm not sure, but she, she, it was this, she posed it like this. She said, what is the thing that you're resisting or what is the thing that is making you uncomfortable What is it trying to initiate you into? And when I asked myself that question, what is my business initiating me into? What has money been initiating me into? It's been my worthiness. It has been asking me to own my worthiness and make it self-sourced. And not something that is derived or validated or sought out from the things I do from what people say from the validation recognition I get which made it so hard because as a projector my lifeblood is recognition I love being recognized when someone recognizes me for who I am it makes me feel so so seen and so heard And I wasn't getting that recognition from anyone. I was brought up with parents who didn't recognize me for who I am. All the recognition I got was because of what I did do. So naturally, when the recognition, the praise, the applause that we get, if it's based on what we do, we associate that our worth, our value, our enoughness comes from what we do, not who we are. So then we start to strive, 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 trying to do more, accomplish more, achieve more, because that's how we're going to then feel worthy, valuable, enough. And I think as a parent, it is so important for us, I'm not a parent yet, but just reverse engineering this from a child who didn't get this is to tell our children and praise them and celebrate them and recognize them for who they are because when we do that they understand what their own inherent value is what their own inherent abilities gifts talents skills are and when we see that in another they They feel seen for that. And this, I think, is where like the first initial stages or a place the worthiness wound is really uh, happens is when we're constantly seeking for the validation, applause, praise, approval, recognition from our parents For who we are, and it's not happening, and everything is derived or everything is dependent on what we do and what we achieve. And if we don't achieve to the standard that our parents have set for us in order for them to give us the love, the acceptance, the praise, the recognition, then what happens is we think that we are not worthy of. The praise, the recognition, the love, the acceptance. So then we try to constantly prove our worth, our value, our enoughness through the things that we do. At least that's what I did. And I didn't realize that this is what was going on quite a few years into my business where I was so tied to the numbers, the views, the likes, the responses, the comments you know, the growth, the monetary growth, the audience growth of my business. And it made me feel so bad about myself when I realized over and over again, like, oh, I'm not getting enough views. I'm not getting enough engagement. I'm not getting enough people recognizing what I'm doing. It really, really just only perpetuated or intensified the worthiness issues, wounds that I already had. So it just reinforced that my worth, my value comes from what I do and who recognizes, sees and approves and accepts me. And it took me a very long time to understand that our worth can never be tied to what we do because what we do is an expression of who we are. What I do comes from who I am. A lot of us as as adults right now are reparenting ourselves. And what that really means is to parent yourself the way you wish your parents had parented you, the things that they had told you about you. So you understood who you are and your worth and your value, your enoughness came from who you are. It was self-sourced and self-realized and self-awakened too. For me, I noticed that a lot of the clients that I work with, a lot of the people that I talk to, on a day-to-day basis, like everyone has this issue. People have these ideas, a business idea, a project, you know, they're writers, they're creatives, they're artists, they want to be a coach, they want to be a teacher, they want to start a business, they have something to share with the world, they have a message, they have a gift to give. But what happens is there is this voice in their head, which is their ego identity, the false conditioned self, the self that they have been taught they are based on reactions, based on expectations, based on judgments, based on conditions from the people in their life, their immediate circle, family. What happens is they have this voice that's constantly nagging at them and saying, who are you to do this? You have nothing to offer. You have nothing to say. No one cares what you have to say. No one cares what you have to offer. I'm pretty sure every single person who has ever stepped out and wanted to pursue something that they felt really excited about, big or small, doesn't really matter. You've had this voice in the back of your head who's like nagging at you and basically saying, who are you to do this? You are a nobody. You have nothing to offer. You're not important enough. You don't know enough. That's a big one for a lot of people. And then what happens is we listen to this voice and we go, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, back down, back down, obey this voice. But then that desire we have to be an artist or a writer or a coach or a teacher or creative or start this project or business, it really never goes away. We just make compromises with it because our obedience is to that voice in our head that literally is just telling us constantly that we can't do this. Who are we to do this? But that voice in our head is learned. If you take time and get really still, you can often know whose voice that is. It's is it your mom's, your dad's, your a teacher, someone that you know, and it's often in their voice you're hearing it in your head way after that incident or that experience, but what happens is we internalize the words. Of other people, we internalize the reactions of other people. We take everything personally, because as children, our viewpoint of the world is egocentric. And what that means is we think everything is about us. If mommy and daddy got divorced, we think we're the problem, we're to blame. If someone does this, that means we're the problem, we're to blame. As children, we don't know any better because. We have such an egocentric view of the world. So we naturally take everything on and make it about us. So for example, I'll give you a story. I was in the fourth grade, 10 years old at this time, and we had to do a science project. We had to invent something. And I chose to create this robotic arm with a base and this movable arm that could literally like glide over the carpet or the floor and pick up toys and put them in a basket. That was the idea I'd come up with. And I didn't know the engineering or how to mechanically build a structure. And my parents were people that couldn't help me with this because they themselves didn't know how to mechanically engineer this complex uh, mechanical Robotic arm, and so what happened is I literally I found this takeout recycle plastic box that I found in the recycling, and I covered it in this really really ugly <laughs> brown wrapping paper that had like these little white flowers all over it, but it was I just remember it being really really brown and very ugly, and I wrapped it in and I cut a little slit in the paper. Uh, and the plastic so I could like stick the robotic arm which I literally traced out a little arm like an arm bent from a cardboard box cut it out and stuck it in and that was the representation of my robotic arm and I remember going to school and putting it on my desk so everybody had to put their invention on their desks and we had to just kind of stand in the back and people would come in and look at our inventions and and see our name in front of our desks. And I remember taking my invention, and putting it on my desk and the girl next to me, her name was Catherine and she had the coolest invention. She had windshield wipers on her glasses and water was dripping down the glasses. And then she would push this button and the windshield wipers would wipe the water away. And I was like, Oh my God, like, look at her project. It is phenomenal. Here I am with this shitty cardboard arm, plastic wrapped invention of a robotic arm. And I was mortified and I was so embarrassed. And I remember everyone was coming around to look at the inventions we had. And I just felt so ashamed of what I had created because I knew I didn't do a good job. Like, I felt like I didn't do a good job. I could have done better at this. And here was Catherine with this like amazing invention and it worked flawlessly. And here she was trying it on and showing everybody how it worked. And they were ooing and eyeing, and everyone was just kind of glazing over my invention. And I remember this memory so well because when I was looking at where this like worthiness stuff really, really was strongly stuck like glue, this memory popped up into my mind because... I felt in that experience that I wasn't good enough. But at 10 years old, I didn't know better and I didn't have anyone to tell me anything differently or tell me what was better. I was actually ashamed for the project from my own parents because they thought it was silly or stupid. And that was already there. And we're going to school and seeing everybody else just kind of glazing over my invention and ooing and awing over Catherine's just solidified that this wasn't good enough and I had done a bad job but as a child I took it on and I and, and I made it about myself I thought there was something wrong with me I'm deficient that is why this project sucks I didn't know that that in of itself that project was just fine that is the way it made it was created that was the way I did it with what I knew the resources I had my skill level at the time my knowledge at the time I didn't know all of that all I knew was that it was a piece of shit and I should have done better and it wasn't good enough so I made it about myself that there's something wrong with me I'm not good enough and throughout my life I did this all the time Little did I know, I would grow up to be a creator, I would just constantly be creating all the time, like my favorite thing in the whole entire world is to take an idea in my head and make it into something physical, like a digital product, you know, a, a, a macrame wall hanging, a, a jewelry or a website a video, even this podcast episode right now, I love the process of creation. And that experience along with this constantly not measuring up to the expectations and standards my parents had set for me reinforced that feeling of I'm not worthy I'm not good enough I'm worthless and so I try to just constantly fill this void by doing more by achieving more by creating more and I would do all of this stuff but at the end of the day I couldn't stand behind what I did with sense of pride with sense of uh praise recognition for what I had done I would just feel embarrassed and I'd be waiting for other people to validate and recognize it and tell me that it's good and I did a good job and this cycle has gone on for so many years and I noticed that so many people struggle with the same thing they want to create something but they're so afraid of what other people are going to think about them and what they did so we, we internalize this notion, this belief that we have is that what I do reflects who I am and it does, but what you do also reflects who you are. What that means is that what you do has to be derived, has to be rooted in your own understanding, in your own acceptance in your own ownership of your worth of your value because if you're always like devoid if you're always empty of that substance of that life force of that fuel of that fertilizer then everything that you do will always be about proving something to somebody else. But what's actually happening is you're trying to prove something to yourself through the reactions, through the response, through the feedback recognition from other people. You're trying to prove to yourself, see, I'm worthy. See, I'm good enough. See, I know what I'm doing. See, I can do this. And that's this vicious cycle that so many of us are caught in, myself included, and Right now, this is so potent and alive for me and I'm really being asked to look at this for for once and for all and to heal this because I know this still holds me back in my business. If you go listen to the pilot episode, I really talk about this from a very vulnerable raw state when I was really in that experience of not feeling good enough, not feeling like I had something of value to offer and this whole podcast journey that i'm on is is this ownership and remembrance of my inherent worth and value and i know i have heard this all the time in in the spiritual community in you know in our inner work that we're doing is our value our worth is inherent to who we are it is something we are born with it is something we will die with it is something we already have and conceptually that makes Sense to a lot of us, like, oh yeah, I'm worthy, yay. But what happens is we have these subconscious beliefs, ideas, perspectives, definitions, identities about who we are. And it's subconscious. This is why we're not aware of it. If it was conscious, we would do something differently about it. But this identity of who we are is a learned identity from other people, from our society, from expectations, from standards from the from the things, abuse, trauma, whatever it is, from the things that you've gone through that have made you think differently about who you are. And what we're all doing is we're just remembering who we are. That's what we're all doing. Because if it was true that we are unworthy, we're worthless, we're not good enough, we don't have value, something is wrong with me, if it was true that would have to feel good to us and it doesn't feel good to us and that is why it is not true it is something we have learned an identity that we have learned from the things that we have gone through and you can often when you think about this you an experience a person and a situation an event will pop into your mind oh that's where this is coming from i had no idea At five years old, this is what I decided about myself, that I'm worthless, that I'm not good enough. Something is wrong with me. And I know for me, my obsession with doing this inner work, like was this whole idea of like, oh, I'm going to figure out what's wrong with me and get to the bottom of what's wrong with me so I can fix it, so I can fix me because there's something wrong with me. And I learned there's nothing wrong with me this is a this is an endless bottomless pit that's just going to keep going because there is nothing there to look for because there is actually nothing wrong with me you know the voice in your head will say something different but that voice in your head is 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 speaking to you based on a past experience that you had where you internalized something someone said someone did to you their reaction their disapproval of you and made it about you instead of seeing hmm, maybe that person was troubled hmm, maybe they were thinking that way about themselves hmm, maybe they don't know how to love themselves hmm, maybe they don't know how to recognize and praise themselves so they didn't know how to do it for me either we make everything about ourselves So the lesson that I'm really learning right now is this initiation of initiation into my worthiness and asking myself these questions like, what does it feel like to feel worthy? And this is, this is a great place to begin because we try to think of, okay, what does it feel like to feel worthy in our mind? We're trying to think our way into worth where we really have to actually drop down into the body. move our awareness from behind our eyes and put it into our heart space and feel our worthiness. What does it feel like to feel worthy? If I am worthy, no matter what, it is inherent to me. It is something I was born with. It is something I will die with. It is something that I will always have, always had, and I I will always continue to have. What does that feel like? As I'm feeling into this right now, for me, it feels like, oh, well, there's nothing to fix. There's nothing to get from the outside world anymore. I already have it. I already have worth, right? We try to get worth through the things we do. But when we already have worth, then there's nothing to go get. So then our actions that we take the things that we do are not about getting worth or getting recognition or approval anymore. They're all about stepping out from that place of already having it. Doing that thing that that excites you from the place of already having it. When something is already yours, you aren't going to go seek it outside of you anymore especially in the things that you do and especially from the people who didn't give it to you and this is going to be your parents the people that are closest to you I know I was doing this for a long time I was trying to do things so I could get something from the people who didn't give it to me but that was never going to happen because there was one other thing I had to now achieve and one other thing that I had to achieve it just became impossible because I was never going to measure up to a standard someone else had set for me because in their eyes, it was their standard and it wasn't my own. Does that make sense? So it's really about activating it from within you. And I think this is where we really need to ask ourselves questions. You know, I think questions are such a great way to prompt the mind to seek solutions because the mind loves problem solving. We're trying to solve problems all day long, all the time. And this is why we're incessantly thinking all day long. But if you start prompting yourself with questions, the mind loves to find answers. So what does it feel like to be worthy? If I felt worthy, what would I do? Where did I learn to feel unworthy, inadequate, not enough, valueless? What do I think about myself? What do I feel about myself? And you're just prompting yourself with these questions, starting to activate the patterns and the belief systems to come forth, the perspectives that you have about yourself to come forth, and you can look at it out in front of you and start to realize, oh my gosh, this is what's going on. I've been doing X thing because I need to get this thing. I've been behaving this way because I think it will get me this thing. And that really helps us to better understand how we can take our power back and make our worth something that is coming from within us. It is something that is activated and we step into and claim as our God-given gift. not even a gift, but like our God-given gift reality identity of who we are and this sounds like easier said than done but again it's a process it's a process because it took us all these years to reinforce i'm not worthy i'm not worthy so it's a process to undo all of that but this is where we have to be convicted vigilant and determined laser focus is so important and exploring this idea is just one way of opening yourself up to understanding where you're deriving your worth from and how it feels for you to feel worthy in your body in your body how does your body respond when you feel worthy and those are the nuances we want to start looking for and then where are the places, what are the things that you're doing in your life currently that are all about, I'm doing this so I can feel worthy. I'm doing this so I can feel like I'm accomplished. People will recognize me. People will applaud my achievement because then that feedback, that recognition will make me feel worthy, will make me feel enough, will make me feel like, wow, I am valuable. Wow, I can do this. It's this in, it's this conditioned codependent relationship we are in with our worth. And when I say codependent, because it's always, it's always sourced or because of something outside of us. And as I explore this deeper, I will share it with you, of course, but I have been given the idea to create a course on this. It's Right now, it's marinating in my system because I've heard so many people say, who am I? I can't do this. I have nothing to offer and just hold themselves back. Other places where people really struggle with this, where I have too, is with money. Feeling this worthy of money. And so this is something I'm going to bring forth. I don't know the timeline yet. We'll see when it all unfolds. I'm going to leave you here today. I planted a seed for you. See what comes forth for you and explore this further and as you do, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Kajal S Pandey or pop me an email at kajal@kajalpandey.com. At and if you loved today's episode, please share it with a friend and spread the message. I'll talk to you in the next episode and remember to stay open.